are you one of those people that wears if those clip-on shoes to get into a bike? No. Because if I see another man commuting to work, usually men, I, I'm just going to say it's usually men commuting to work, and I know they don't have very far to go because this isn't a big city, and they're wearing spandex and clip-in shoes, I'm... It's always fun doing this podcast because you don't know what you're going to talk about. Like, again, this is entirely improvised. So to defend the cyclists of Ottawa was something I didn't think I'd get to do today. And now I'm like checking it off my list. What I was going to say is often if you wear bicycle shoes, the clippy ones, then you have special pedals to clip the shoe on. Yeah, I've seen these idiots. So they probably just like it's a small, awkward pedal to just stick your running shoe on. So no, why not? They, and uh, and it's better for your knees and it's a faster cycle because you're also using. Oh, I went to the physics Olympics in grade 12 and I'm just losing my vocabulary. The, the You know, the uh, the physics the, Olympics in grade 12. I went I won a silver medal. It's like not a big Did deal. Did you have a boyfriend it was in a high school? Effort. Probably not. <laughs> I was really happy in high school. So, no, I never dated anyone except for this guy who looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. He was very religious and he told me we would get married once I graduated high school. So that guy probably wears clip in shoes on his bike and he's walking around a local coffee shop. And I just want to punch him. I I would like more people to wear them for the clicking because in the winter I have to wear spikes on my shoes like the ones elderly people wear so they don't slip on ice because I've had two <laughs> ice related accidents in the That's winter. That's not funny. I shouldn't laugh. It's not. It's very serious and ice has taken my face too too many times and so I now have to wear those like rubber things you put on your boots that have the little metal claws on them and when i go into a grocery store or a shop or a coffee shop it's like click 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 you know what they're called crampons yeah that's what i have to wear should we start the show yeah sure okay welcome everybody thank you for joining us again on another episode of scene partners i'm christina i'm ryan and we are Scene, scene partner. partner. How did that feel? Would, I, did that seem no, good? That I liked that. Horrible. I think we could do that every episode. I was like, I see where she's going with this. And we are scene Hating this. Part- no, you hate that? <laughs> I liked it. Uh, so today, I think we should probably promo our guest because she's a really special guest to Ugh, us. She's like a best friend. My goodness. We could not be any more awkward. Was yeah. I was I too enthusiastic? No, for that? that was really great. <laughs> uh, Melissa Brittany will be joining us later. Yeah, she is part of our troupe. A little awkward, which is our 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 main our main squeeze. Our main, she is our main squeeze, or a little awkward. A is little awkward squeeze. is is our, is our main improv squeeze. Yeah. Uh, she's going to be on a bit later. We're going to talk to her about how she got into improv, her favorite parts about doing comedy in Ottawa, and then we're going to do a scene with her. I'm super excited. Ooh, what if it's awkward doing a scene? Just kidding. Oh, be my great. God. It's like I've never done improv before. It'll be like coming home to a warm cup of tea. I hope she listens to this all. <laughs> she's not. Fast forward. Uh, did you have a good week? I feel like um, we just saw each other. Well, we did just see each other not that long ago. We had a show. We had a show. We it had was, another show. We, we are just, just really building up. Knocking it out of the park. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, do you want to, do, do you feel like you're ready to talk about the show or do you need more time to think about it? I think I'm ready. Okay. 
Um, okay. Full disclosure, Ryan already knows this, but I ended the show feeling pretty down in the dumps about it. I mean, I just didn't, I just didn't feel like it was a solid night, but looking back on it and actually thinking, you know, when you're doing improv, it's like you almost black out and you like remember a couple high moments of like, oh, that was a really good button or, oh, I really we got a had good a laugh good, there. Yeah, a good laugh there. Yeah. I had a good walk on there. We had a story and a why in this scene. Um, I remembered a couple of them, but not a lot. And then slowly over the week, I thought more and more about it. And I kept remembering different things we did that I thought were really good. And hearing from people who watched the show was helpful because they thought it was amazing. Can Can I... Give a little insider scoop of you, during what you did during the show. Oh, no. So we do a show. We do a like 30 minutes break, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did 30 minutes. It's actually a really good start to the show, I, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and then we took a break. Oh, no. And Christina comes over after having chatted with her friends who are in the audience and yeah. says, guys, here's the feedback from the audience <laughs> mid show. And it th- I'm not blaming you, but I'm it threw so, me off so much. I'm like, oh, so my goodness. Sorry. These people are getting giving this a B plus instead of an A minus or whatever it was. I what- mean, I seek honesty from my friends <laughs> yeah, and I do. love them for being honest. And they're also the most supportive group of fans and friends totally. imaginable. Yeah. Uh, did I need to hear at, cause I had to go through first. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, true. I didn't need to put you through, but I had to go through yeah. coming off stage, kind of feeling like that was good, but was it great? I should get feedback. And I got two people to go. It's not bad, oh. but it's not your best best show what i was like oh good these people i adore them because they are the road trip buddies who came to new york to watch us yeah like that takes drive 10 hours to come see us perform for 15 minutes they are the best of the best okay can i also give some feedback on i think with what happened because similar to you i like i left and i was like okay that was fine that was like a, a a decent show but it wasn't our best it wasn't great yeah um but after talking to other people, they're like, wow, that was like probably your best show that I've seen. So you're like, OK, great. Like building it up. Yeah. But this is this is like a comment for people who may be doing comedy. And I wonder if people can relate. I think they can. But, you know, when you're about to you're like you have this thought process going, you're like, I'm leading into a joke. And you think to yourself, this is going to be this is going to hit really well. This yeah. is going to be really funny. Yeah. And then you deliver it and it falls flat and you it makes you question just like you have to kind of alter things like, OK, so that didn't hit what's so, going to. So what will like what's yeah. his audience feeling? And you have to adjust to your audience kind of in real time. Yeah, it's really hard to do. And you can't flinch on no. you. Like you can't you show it on your face. To it. Yeah. I just sometimes wish you could break character and the moment <laughs> and be like, OK, folks, so that didn't so, fly. Was it? What, what was yeah. it? What was that? <laughs> what are you looking for here? But you don't get to do that at all. The audience has all uh, the power. I know. I know. But it, sorry, it was it was a good show. It was a good show. And all the comedians we talk to, they always say there will be shows where you have an off day. And I don't even think this was even an off day. No, but I, I don't think, think so. I, I think we need to just get used to the idea that sometimes shows aren't. Yeah, hundred percent. I also like there's my favorite thing to do to Ryan, who is my scene partner, though he won't say it in unison with me at the beginning of our show, is to make him uncomfortable at some point in front of a live audience. I love it, and I got to do that by talking so much about periods. Yeah, and that was so joyful for me <laughs> personally. 
Um, I don't know what it, it's not like, like I'm, a, I understand the process. Yeah. Yes. But. You, okay, uh, you get that part? Yeah, I get it. Great. But on stage, I don't, like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to make, like, a joke out of it. Mm, so then I'm just like, is. well, <laughs> I'm just gonna hang out here. There's no joke I can make that it's gonna. Have yeah. you seen uh, Nick Kroll's new cartoon, Big Mouth? I haven't, but I keep hearing people talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to bring it up during our other thing because I don't have that many formulated thoughts on it. And there was parts of it I really, really legitimately was uncomfortable by and hated <laughs> to the point that I don't want to plug into something <laughs> that someone should watch. But there's an episode about it's all about these kids in middle school and how they're dealing with yeah. their hormones. And there's an episode about a girl getting her period and I think maybe it'd be good for you to watch just <laughs> to understand what's going on a bit more. And Is understand it funny? The, the emotion and the awkwardness and the anger and the fear and also the happiness and the joy and all of these like conflicting emotions that come with the moment you first get your period. It's not that I don't get that. It's more just I don't know what to say in an improv scene that's funny. Maybe it'd be good you could watch the episode and pause it every once in a while and do a scene <laughs> with the girl that's just gotten yeah. her period for yeah, okay. the first time. Yeah. Ah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll check back next I'll week. I'll put that on my bucket list. Oh, we'll add it to the comedy bucket yeah, list. Yeah, we will. We Great. Will. Um, how, <laughs> so aside from our show, did you have a good week? I did. I'm trying to actually even remember what I did this week. It's one of those weeks, and this is actually probably not a fun conversation, but an interesting, is thinking about our show and thinking about doing comedy while also having this full-time job, which I think is like sort of our shaky premise of this podcast. Shaky, it's, but it's, it's like, there. We go all over the place. But I do wonder, how do you go from like a really stressful day at work where everything's frustrating and you want to rip your hair out to going on stage that night to do an improv show where it's like, you can't bring any of that on stage with you. Yeah. And I haven't quite resolved how to do that. And I'm doing comedy more and more in the evening. So we have this podcast, we're doing more improv shows. I'm teaching improv. I'm doing all of these things. But some days I just am like, I'm so angry for Mark still. And I don't want every character I do to be so angry still. Yeah. Well, we we were talking, too, about, like, that idea of, like, leave it at the door. Yeah. And that's hard to do. But you challenge all your other scene uh, scene partners. You challenge everybody scene. else that you're doing scenes with. Yeah. Um. By bringing your baggage and it's so hard to kind of leave your day at the door yeah. and just be like, all right, now I'm on in a different way. Like at work, it's on in a, in a certain part of your brain. Yeah. Um, but when you transition into like the comedy side, it, you, you have to be on, but it's just a different part of your brain and you, it's hard to keep those separate. Like it's. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's hard to go from working like eight to five, being exhausted and yeah. then getting somewhere and be like, OK, it's not over yet. I got to yeah, flip this other part of my brain on and disregard all of this other feelings I'm having about this thing. For sure. But I'm working through that. But that, I did think that was part of the sort of view I was seeing our show in. It was that it was, I was really tired from work. I was kind of stressed. I was like, oh, it's not good. I just need something to be good yeah. right now. Uh, but otherwise, my week was really good. Okay. I went on a date night. Oh, my goodness. How was it? My partner is 100% convinced that I just wanted to go on a date night so I could bring it up on the podcast. I'm because you're always like, yeah, my that. wife and I are going on all these dates. And I was like, we got to be doing more. We've got to be doing better. Better. Oh. And so we went on a date night. He, like, humored me with this. <laughs> and so we went out for a nice fancy dinner. I am putting on my jacket. 
Um, my two favorite parts were one, we got to this very nice restaurant and there it was very busy. It was like Friday night at eight or whatever. Oh, that's like the peak. Okay, no, it wasn't at eight. It was at six. Th- I originally oh. made it for eight, but then that felt too high stakes. <laughs> And so I moved it to 630 because I really fit in with an early evening crowd. <laughs> the seniors. Yeah, that's Those are my people. And so we get there and this couple is sitting in the like, it's a church pew and the tables are really close together and they're sitting on the church pew together. You, side ha- by you side. went for a date at a church. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, okay. So church pew. Tables, this couple is sitting side by side, which I already find kind of like off putting. And they were like, he was just like licking her neck. What was the age of this couple? They were probably 35 to 40. Oh, that's, I mean, if that's like a kid age. And and so they might have kids that might be the first date they've had in years. I just, does that give you excuse to lick the person's neck? No, never a a neck lick. That's... It's a lot. Yeah, maybe it's like a, a lot. earlobe Tickle? Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> baby. You um, like nudge it with your nose. Like a little bird. You know what? I'm never going to compare my relationship <laughs> to yours again. I'm good. I'm hands are no, clean. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Uh, so they're like just having a grand old time. But the tables are so close together that I can't squeeze in beside them to sit <laughs> At our table. So I kind of look at them and the guy looked at me as if I was asking him to like crash his car into a tree. Like just asking him to do the most absurd thing by taking his actual seat across the table. And so he like rolls his eyes and gets up. That's so And it's not like I really asked him. I just sort of looked and I was like, I just need to be able to squeeze in here to at least sit. Yeah. And he's like, ugh. So he like sits across the table. And I swear to God, like every two minutes I would look over and he'd just be staring at me, just daggers. What? Yes. No, I'm not lying. What a, that's. Just every, like, oh, thanks for ruining our date night. And I was like, I'm so sorry. If, if they can't just talk, just talk. And then their bill came a while later. And again, I'm like, is this how you're supposed to do date night? I'll check in with Ryan later. I'll tell you. But their check came and she was like, oh, my God, it's my turn. It's my turn. He never lets me pay. Let me let me take the bill. And it's just like this waiter's so uncomfortable being like, I don't care who pays, just someone pay. And he's like, no, sweetie. And then they wrestled for like a minute. Like he came back onto like the physically? pew. Yes. Ugh. With their eyes. No, they I don't eye know. Like wrestled they, Sparred. No, he like moved back over to sit beside her. So and he is was the like, three of you now he on was, this bench. Yes, we're on this <laughs> bench together. And he's like crawling over her trying to grab her credit card. And this poor waiter's just standing there holding the credit card machine being like, should I leave? I'm making minimum wage. Should I come back? So he finally left because they wrestled yeah. for like at least three minutes. And he finally came back and they paid and left. So... It was a successful date night, but I'm just wondering now, like, is that what we should have been? No, no. He didn't touch my earlobe once. Okay, that's a mistake. He's he's missing out. He sat across the table from me. Cool. No, we like to do things together. So our form of date night would be like camping or hiking or biking okay, or right. playing a board game or doing something that we then talk through yeah. that. Yeah. So we chat. Yeah, it was good. We, okay. I feel like we're just. You renewed, like Whoa. just this renewed sense of belonging. <laughs> no, now you're lying. Now you're lying to me. And you're just. How was your week, Ryan? I, uh, we went on a date. On 
Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. You probably went on a date every day of the week. No, just Friday. And it was nice. It, but I, I, I want to just admit something to you. I feel the similar pressure of like, the later you go, the more romantic that date better. You got to go 630. <laughs> we were one one time we traveled to Spain together and we like just got off our flight to get to Spain. And it was like six, six o'clock. And Spain, like they don't they're sleeping at that point. They don't. So we're like at the hotel and we're like, excuse me, you know, could you recommend a good restaurant? And the person like looked at their watch like, no. No, like, I can't. I thought it, no, everything's closed until nine o'clock, and then nine o'clock, and then like, everything's, everything's back open. Up. It's yeah. like crazy town, but at six, no, I can't. Like she, I was like, any place. We'll just like, no, there's no place I can give you. And uh, yeah, so we like went hungry for three hours, but yeah, it's fine. We, um, <laughs> you had a good date. Yeah, night. it was a good date night. This good. night was day. And you traveled good. for work recently. Yes. How was that? Um, I like work you want travel. To, yes, yes, I like work travel a lot. Yeah, as long as it's not too much. But I, I like just like going to a new city and you're by yourself and you can just you have every excuse to just like sit at a bar by yourself and just like be chill. I okay. I had a really weird experience checking into my hotel though. Tell me. I I'm I understand that my parents may not espouse the type of like feminist language that I would love them to. Mm -hmm. So there's somebody checking us in uh, or me in. And then this older woman who was checking another couple in and uh, she was like, she was so nice. Like just, you could tell that she just was a really nice person, like the staff of the hotel. And she was checking in like an older couple. And so they're all like similar age and just, just a, like drenching in niceness. Yeah. And uh, she said, Oh, uh, sir, I'll need your credit card. And he makes some joke about like, everything costs money. And then she says back, you know me, I'm a woman, and I love credit cards and spending money. And I just was like, you didn't need to say that. Why Why would you say it? Like, you're, you work in a business. You don't need to throw your whole gender under the bus to make some joke. Ah, it's just so painful. Mm -hmm. Just take the damn card. He doesn't need mm -hmm. some crappy joke but if she's probably said, tired if he had said something like oh you want my credit card just like my wife does who's a woman then her comment <laughs> top notch yeah I, he did not say that i i assure you <laughs> are you like, sure that's yeah, not what he said no, i'm sure doesn't every woman want my credit card to spend money on boots and clothes <laughs> yeah then her comment seems great to me yeah but that's not what he said. no it's i don't know just whatever did he stupid. respond I think just with like a, huh, you know, huh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm trying to tune it out. Like I'm more so just like did a heavy eye roll and like, yeah, I'll go up to my room now. <laughs> Thank you, room four twenty. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, should we talk about what we watched this week we in can. our segment called Was? Do you want to say it together? I know you're no. into. Okay, that's fine. Was, was that, that funny? funny? I didn't like that. I liked it. I think that's good. Put some music under that. We got a segment. Uh, ABBA, maybe? Ooh, that'd be fun. Mamma uh, Mia. I sang ABBA. Yeah, anyway. You sang ABBA in our show. It's yeah, that's good. good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. What have you watched this week? Tell me. Catch okay. me up. Can I, can I twist this a little bit? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you something crazy. As you can tell, this show is very, you know, rigid. I know. It's so rigid. By a formula. Okay, so this week, Jimmy Fallon did an interview. Okay. And I'm just gonna say, you know, I love Jimmy Fallon because yeah. I love SNL and I love the SNL. Like, I love the the alumni of the SNL, like uh, of SNL. Just like 
I, I have so much respect for them. I think Jimmy Fallon was incredibly funny yeah. when he was on SNL. Yeah. Even though he broke up in every scene and ruined it. But he's so <laughs> funny. He's really good at impressions. Like, he deserved The Tonight Show. And The Tonight Show is a massive stage. Yes. I shouldn't say deserved. The Tonight Show is a massive stage. And he, and he was doing well. So he was in an interview because Stephen Colbert, obviously like Trevor Noah and The Daily Show, Seth Myers, John Oliver, John Oliver, they're very political right now. And Jimmy Kimmel. Even Jimmy Kimmel's Even getting Jimmy in there. Kimmel, throwing the his guy name in the who's ring. like, what was that radio show he was on when he like first started? It was like some bro show. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it was like super bad. And then like, he's the bachelor guy. Like, hey, no, I know. But Jimmy Kimmel is now um, very political. Okay. Yeah. And so people have said, hey, Jimmy Fallon, what? Like, what are you doing? Why aren't Why are you, you using this stage? Yeah. And so he was in an interview and it's kind of an awkward interview. Yeah. And the t the headline of the article, he did an interview on t NBC Today, like the Today Show. Mm -hmm. So like the daytime TV. Um, and I'm just gonna, I'm going to read this like article to you. Uh, uh, it says, don't expect Jimmy Fallon to bring the anti-Trump train around anytime soon. Anti-Trump train. That's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> okay, let me let me build my own. No, opinion. yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, sorry. So, uh, Jimmy Fallon quote: uh, "It's just not what I do. I think it'd be weird for me for, to start doing it now. I don't really even, you know, care much about politics. Mm -hmm. I've got to be honest. I love pop culture more than I love politics. It's just not that brain, you know." Quote: "I think the other guys are doing it very well." Uh, and then his last quote is like, but with Trump, it's just like every day is a new thing. He continued. He gives it a lot of material, a lot of stuff. It's hard to make even a joke about it because it's just too serious. But how does that re like how does when do you hear that? Ugh. Again, I just we come on this podcast. We improvise the whole thing. I'm <laughs> yeah. given no warning. I'm to putting like you on the spot. Articulate my thoughts. Uh, I've always been frustrated with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I think he's very funny. I don't watch SNL, as I said last time, but the stuff I like the I like seeing silly games with celebrities. So I appreciate his show for that. But like you, it's such a big stage. And I think there's some obligation that comes with that. Um, but isn't it just isn't his statement in itself incredibly political of I just don't care about politics. You yeah, have to be you, a white you Rich get to man. not care about politics. You yeah, get to. nothing that Donald Trump is deciding on affects Jimmy Fallon as an individual. And you look at Jimmy Kimmel and he did do the odd joke and maybe someone could correct me on this, but it seems like he did do the odd joke about politics in the lead up. But it was really only when yeah. stuff really started to affect him and he had that lived experience to be like what this one policy that Donald Trump is trying to implement will affect families. And I just went through this thing and had the privilege of having money and access. And therefore I now have this understanding that I want to push forward and challenge this policy yeah. that Trump is putting forward. And Jimmy Fallon hasn't had that moment apparently. So my first reaction is to be really like angry at this quote and be like, this is so ignorant because you, you clearly don't know any refugees. You don't know anybody that can afford healthcare. You don't like that's, but I'm totally guessing and I'm, I'm putting that on him. Yeah. My my second reaction would be the question of like, is it every comedian's job to be political? And I don't think it is. I think I don't need Jimmy Fallon to stand on stage and say all of these things to me, because also I think there's this moment where people have a stage and everyone takes what they're saying more seriously and as if it's coming from authority. And I don't think Jimmy Fallon is someone who has the authority to speak on a lot of the issues. But the people that I respect are someone like Seth, 
Myers, who is giving credit where credit is due, and he staffs his writing staff with a lot of diverse people and diverse mm-hmm. viewpoints. And you see it the moment he goes into one of his monologues or the moment they take a closer look of what angles they're, they're coming at. And there's a huge amount of research that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is a good way of going. Same with Colbert, even though I think actually Seth Meyers is doing it better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I like that Seth Meyers showcases. I love his segment, Jokes I Can't Tell, yeah. where he brings some of his writers out. Like a woman of color. Uh, queer woman yeah. and they tell these jokes that Seth Meyers like this isn't my place but these jokes even though they're like funny and have <laughs> this punchline yeah. are also poignant commentary on where we're at today Yeah. Uh, so I think he's providing a space but do I think we need another also I think it's an opportunity to talk about if if you can't use the stage who can and if politics aren't your thing you should still know that you have this audience and this ability let someone else on your stage yeah I like it gets like, do you watch entertainment for entertainment purposes or do you watch it because it's it like aligns with your worldview? Cool. Like it's a heavy, like every not every songwriter is writing political songs, not totally. every podcaster is making political podcasts. Get, I went on a long rant about Taylor Swift recently where she did it on something. I don't even remember what it was now. Uh, and someone's like, is that her job to do? Because she's not famous yeah. for her politics. And also you see a lot of celebrities use their podium to say some really sort of fucked up things because they aren't educated on the issues. They haven't learned a lot of things or unlearned a lot of things. And they just sort of spew this thing out. And a lot of people take it as if it is fact. And then we see that roll out in some problematic ways. So I don't know. There's no right answer. <laughs> this is hard. And uh, and it's like th- this isn't a... Co- like a political podcast, but like, I guess I'm looking at it from like the focus of like Jimmy Fallon is a famous comedian and he's on one of the biggest comedic stages that we have. Yeah. So anyways, anyway, it's interesting to, I, but I want to, I want to move on or do you have something to say? No, I just, I'll think about it All and right. come back next time. <laughs> Did you watch anything funny or extremely <laughs> political? Uh, so I watched this amazing documentary. Uh, I've been watching Jane the Virgin is back. We're in fall now, people. Is, TV shows are back. Is that the name of it? Jane the Virgin is Jane back? Jane the Virgin. Yes. No, Jane the Virgin, period, okay. is back on TV. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've so, never seen Jane the Virgin? I know the show. I didn't. I thought maybe they were like doing like a sequel or something. No, I've never seen it. Oh, my God. Is it, it good? Is, it is so good. Am I missing out? You were missing everything ever. Yeah. It is such a good premise that this girl gets pregnant because she's artificially inseminated by this doctor who's drunk and was just broken up with. Checks out. It does this perfect <laughs> thing of taking this ridiculous premise. That's like the premise you were talking about last week with like, oh, well, she's dead and in heaven and it's... Uh... Checks out. <laughs> okay. Because I love these like really ridiculous, quirky premises that are so well justified from the get-go that they create this reality that's so easy to relate to but the actual comedic thing in it is so bizarre because it's also it is a telenovela so a um spanish spanish soap opera so, so within a show that's like very touching and rooted in reality and all of these things and it's um, narrated. Oh my god! Hasn't it won a ton good. of awards? Yeah, um, it has. Not enough. The only thing I've heard about this is that it was on. Am I wrong in saying CW? It is CW. CW is coming back. And it was like kind of given the past because like this is it's on CW. It's like a lame, you know, not yeah. not the relevant station. 
But then it started winning awards. And then- she won a Golden Globe for Best Actress. Oh. It won like a Peabody Award for its writing. It's like a really well, well done TV show. But CW is doing that now because they also have Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I haven't seen, but I've only heard is amazing. And didn't they have Gilmore Girls? Gilmore Girls was CW, which was <laughs> one of the best. You're biased. I can't trust your opinion as soon as those two ladies from Stars Hollow come into it. Ugh, talking fast, drinking <laughs> coffee, being girls. Uh, no, you should watch Jane the Virgin. It's excellent. It's okay. in its fourth season. And also they're very willing to, you know, it's like a Game of Thrones rom-com style where like people die and there's like big moments that you're like that would never happen and then they do it and you're like oh my god it's like the red wedding i've never seen game of thrones but i've heard of that <laughs> on twitter once and i think it's about a lot of people dying yeah, that sounds and there's about those right. moments in jane the virgin that you're like uh-huh. ah! that's all i got it's it, so good everyone watch it it's amazing uh, oh my goodness can i just vent to you about i've been watching sex in the city go ahead i've been slowly going through it um not on purpose, like it just, you know, we get it around to it. It takes time, yeah. And oh my goodness, Carrie is just driving me <laughs> bonkers at this point. Tell me everything. Oh, so, this, we're at the. What's Carrie we're doing? We're at the stage where she's dating Aiden. Is she having sex in the city? I know nothing about this show but her name. So, Aiden. We're going to cut this part. My goodness. No, 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 no. Keep it. Aiden is the guy who was also on my Big Fat Greek yeah. wedding. <laughs> yeah. I met him once. What? What? Doing what? Tell me more. He was filming a made-for-TV Hallmark Christmas movie in the oh. town I went to university. Oh, no. He was great. Okay. I, mean, I can't even vent to you about Sex and the City. No, please do. I'll pretend like I know. It'll no. be an improv scene. Okay. Did you talk to him when you met him? Did you say, I like, said hi, and we got a picture together. But you you were like, I loved you in my big fat Greek wedding, but not Sex Yeah. <laughs> he was great in that. <laughs> He's probably like, I think I'm, I'm probably knowing me. Really? I think I looked at him and was like, Windex, am I right? Which is a reference. Yes, yeah. Okay, great. We're all on the same page. Wow. Audience, you with us. Um, okay, so no. Carrie and Aiden are uh, dating. This is the whole point of the podcast. You need to teach. Okay, we gotta- sure. They're dating, but she is like, they build her to be the anti-hero. So she self-sabotages all the all time. All the time. And yeah. it's because it's n- this woman is not supposed to be like the savior of like rom-coms. She's supposed to be like self-damaging in her relationships and whatever and there's just these moments where you just are like she cheats on him he's so he's set up to be the perfect man okay and then she's who's mr big and all this he's the the shitty dude that like does everything wrong and you're like and you're like don't do it don't do it he's so toxic for you and then she does it and then she obviously does it and so it's just every time she like sets aiden up who's this perfect guy to fail and to just get crushed and so they just got engaged and i've seen the movie and i know that they don't end up together so i'm just like you are just gonna break his heart again and why are you still watching and oh my goodness and he he's about to propose and so he gets her uh an engagement ring yeah and she's digging through his stuff for some unknown reason because she's sabotaging she's just like carrie does she sees the (laughs) ring and she goes and vomits in the (gasps) sink that's a bad sign yeah if you got proposed to you, would you vomit? I would sob uncontrollably <laughs> and then just take the ring and just cry. Uh, I would post it everywhere, like my like alumni website, <laughs> my alumni website. I would send a picture to my high school being like, we all didn't think it would happen. <laughs> 
call your thesis supervisor. Like, you don't even know. You thought it would be you, but it's... But if I vomited, did she, like, think through that in the episode? Yeah, she was like, why did I vomit? And then did she... Is she a blogger? Yeah, well, she's a writer for, like, writer. A, an equivalent to, like, the New Yorker, New York Times. Okay, okay. Yeah. Dear listeners. Oh, my goodness. I can't, First off, I can't believe you haven't seen the show. And second... I should watch it. It's an incredible show. But second, like, you just want to... Shake this woman. I would never have been allowed to watch that show when I was younger. Oh, for sure. Me either. Um, the, yeah. The, no. <laughs> I saw both the movies. Okay. Um, I hated both of them Good. equally. As yeah. you should. Yeah. yeah. If, yes. I did. The, one scene made me cry on a plane. I. It was a scene where she like is in a limo and big as and she like hits him oh, with, with the, the flowers, flowers oh, and yeah. she just like crumbles and cries. Yeah. I've always wanted to have a moment in real life where you're like so angry at someone and you just start like slapping them and you're like <laughs> ah and then they know that there's clearly this bigger thing happening. Yeah. And they just they're like sacrificing themselves in this moment that you're just hitting them and instead of getting angry they just pull you in. And start to embrace you and you're still just hitting, but it's getting like slower and sadder. And then slowly you just like crumble into them and cry. Do you want me to give you a relationship advice? I feel like I just advice? blacked out and shared my <laughs> darkest secret and desire. I can set you up for that experience. I don't, I want it to be real. <laughs> what? what can, <laughs> yeah. Well. I don't know what's going to lead to that moment, but I just really, and Mona Lisa smile is the best <laughs> one that has that. Uh, I'm trying to Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Probably has that. I Probably love that has movie. That, yeah, that's the second time I've referenced Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants I was gonna... on this podcast, <laughs> and I need to really take a step back. Right now. It's a good. Have you seen the second one? Yeah, of course. The second one's better than the first one. There's rumors that a third one. I know we've already discussed oh, that. On no. Show. Oh God. Uh, yeah. You that's... need a new scene partner. I got nothing. No, I need like a. We need a list of things we cover that when we come to the studio, we can just tape up and I can, like, check it. Don't talk about Alexis Bledel again. <laughs> She's up. You get three times. Uh, America Ferreira. Is that another one? She is so amazing. She's also so politically just. That's love that. I'm testing new things out in the noise department. It works. Yeah. I Thank can, you. Yeah. Great. Okay. Was I, it funny? Yeah, it, it maybe was. I don't know. Jane the Virgin, funny. So freaking funny. Sex in the City, enraging, but funny sometimes. Ryan, can I slip one more thing into this conversation yes. before it ends? Because I need to be honest. Uh, in a previous episode of the podcast, I'm going to say this really fast to not hurt your feelings. In a previous episode of the uh, podcast, you said that no one ever takes your recommendations for uh, TV. Thank so you. So I started to watch the stand-ups. You had described this comedian. You watched it? Well, I watched five minutes of it, and I hated it so much. Are you much. kidding I'm so me? Sorry. Oh, but oh, look at the time. Goodness. Oh my God, our guest is arriving. Oh. What did we do? It was so bad. Guess who is here? Who game? Who is here? <laughs> who let the dogs out? Who? Um, who? 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 Oh, she's already <laughs> feeling it. Uh, uh, hey, Melissa, how are you? Oh, I'm good, Ryan. How are you? Good. <laughs> so uh, formal. Welcome, uh, Melissa Brittany, who is a uh, amazing improviser. Mm -hmm. You are a writer. I've seen your writing. You yeah. are 
Um, you do sketch comedy as well. She's in one of, I would say, and this is a completely unbiased opinion. One of the, um, most talented improv troops in the city of <laughs> Comple Ottawa. Completely unbiased. I think it's just like when I think of improv in the city, <laughs> I think of Melissa's troop. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Un unnamed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Melissa, thanks for coming to hang out with us. Oh, thanks for having me guys. Wasn't Yay. this a long, th I feel like, this was a long time coming because, of course, we should have somebody from our own troop as. I think we wanted to start with people we knew less to try to keep our professional <laughs> yeah. demeanor yeah. for a yeah. little bit. Whereas I'm instantly like, hey, girl, hey. Yeah. Like, hello. <laughs> what happened on the weekend? Oh Are you watching the new episodes of Riverdale? It doesn't matter oh, whatever. Yeah, I am, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll my goodness. Later. For the person who doesn't watch Sex in the City, <laughs> watch an Archie. No, never mind. It's very good. I I've heard that. It's actually excellent. <laughs> I mean, I got to live out my dream this year. I was uh, in an all women uh, Riverdale. Uh, improv show and I got to play Jughead. So. Oh my yeah. god, that's he's a he is a dreamy. Okay, he's not dreamy in the comics at all. No, but then in this they like they yeah. give him they give him something something. Yeah, they made him dark. They did. Yeah, he's kind of got this like brooding like no one understands me kind of. Mm. Yeah, I, see, I see through this genre so quickly. <laughs> I mean, will it blow your mind to know that he was uh, Ross's son on Friends? What? What? He, he played Ben. <gasps> ben the baby or no, Ben middle-aged? Middle-aged. Okay. Middle-aged <laughs> kid Ben. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we... <laughs> interesting. Um, oh, my goodness. She's Googling it right now. Yep. Um, well, then I'll start talking what? to you. <laughs> uh, Kate, Melissa, I, I really want to hear from you. I want to know. Also, it's oh. interesting that in most things, him and his twin brother, Dylan... Yeah. Would like duel, like similar to Mary Kay and Ashley in Full House, but Not in this. Friends, it was just Cole. It's just Cole. And yeah, you should follow him on Instagram. He, Excuse me while I follow him. Pretty impressive. Him. Yeah. Sorry. Of photography. Oh, this is Go a ahead. Track. Go yeah. ahead, Ryan. <laughs> uh, just like our rehearsals. Ayo. Hey. Okay. Uh, I, we have to do the, like, the standard question. Okay, though. great. Um, Melissa, you are a professional. Outside of comedy. Yes. Um, you have a full-time job. I do. You're a busy person. I'm quite busy. What, where is the point where you're like, yes, I want to do comedy? Like, I, I understand that, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm, I like watching TV and I'm, that's funny. I want to do that. Like, was yeah. that you or were you like, no, I need an outlet? Where? Uh, I'd say when I was really young, uh, my, my family and I, like my, I have two cousins. I mean, we used to put a lot of plays on together and then throughout you know, elementary school and junior high, I knew I wanted to be a photographer. So when I got to high school, it was like, okay, photography, here we go. So my artistic dramatic side kind of went away. And then, mm. um, a, almost three years ago, I went through a really bad breakup, mm -hmm. like mm. blindside breakup where I was reading a lot of articles, um, just to kind of figure out like, Oh, where do you go from here when your life changes? And one of them said, uh, get a hobby. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm a photographer. I'm a blogger. I'm yeah. a crafter. I knit. What do you mean? Get a hobby. And then I kind of remembered my dramatic side and, uh, I Googled improv in Ottawa and took a class and kind of just fell in love with it. That's so really I kept cool. doing it. And then I'm like, wow, this, big piece of me that I didn't find until I was uh, 32 and a half showed up and I was like, okay, this is what I do now. Great. Because you do a lot of improv. I, I do a lot. Yeah. Like six nights a week. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not 
It's not that many, but I mean, it's up there. Like I started teaching this year and that's been really rewarding because I remember how exciting I was to go to my classes, my intro classes when I started. And it's kind of nice to kind of have that full circle moment back. And I mean, I'm on a troupe with you guys. Yeah. Hey, hey, critics say <laughs> that's true. Uh, and then I have a duo um, and I have like a trio and I had yeah. another troupe. Um, unfortunately, one of our troop members moved to Toronto. So that sort of went away and I mean I want to form another troupe so yeah I do a lot of improv okay oh okay <laughs> so so here's the question then what led you from like and from entering it not having done it for a long time not exploring yeah. that dramatic side to full-on like what 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 was it about improv that really just like I need to do this you know I think it was just you got this different energy from people and taking an intro class three times, I realized this is this, these are my people. And, mm. and then I took two classes the same kind of time. And, you know, I met some wonderful people in this room and I just wanted to spend time with those people. And um, I don't know. And then once start performing live, it was like, okay, this is what I do. Like I've never, been very musical even though i kind of can pick stuff up quickly but i'm like this is my rock show <laughs> yeah that's what it feels like though when you're on stage is it's like that rush of adrenaline yeah especially with improv because it's not like you can like we practice as a yeah. troupe i mean people might be like okay my partner's always like how do you practice that's cheating there's ways <laughs> to get in you're the funny one there's ways to get better at improv but there's such yeah. a rush of when you step out into a scene mm -hmm. being like i don't know what i'm gonna say i don't know where this is going to go yeah. and i just need to be sharp like yeah. i just need to be buttoned like here we go exactly so um yeah i guess maybe after the first time I performed live or um i took a long form class and i was the only female in the class which was weird dynamic in a in a wonderful way but i performed live and i remember wanting to shit myself when it was done <laughs> but also wanted to do it again so i i remember this anecdote you told me and it was you book the day off work mm -hmm. after your show because your adrenaline is going it's so much like, that yeah. you can't Still sleep going. yeah does, I, does, has that has that petered off it, or? it has oh, okay, I, I stopped. Good. you would never go to work again you perform <laughs> like every day yeah no it, it has petered off i mean i still get the adrenaline and i'm still up to maybe like two in the morning that that's amazing. That's so, yeah. What, what's, where do you go from here? Like you, you're a professional, you're doing well in your, in your job. Like I know, I know all these things about you, Yeah. but you are on this like a, a addiction to performing and doing comedy and stuff. Like how do you, do, do you ever have a chance to like step back and say, okay, how do you get more of this in your life or like, um, I think it's just sort of like, where can I go? and What can I do? Like right now, uh, I had a chance to perform stand up and that was very scary and really like soul bearing. But that's something I think I want to continue. So it's sort of just writing a lot. And so where does that like, where does that put you as somebody who's like, do your coworkers like, are they supportive of your? Oh my God. My coworkers are very supportive. I mean, it's probably because I kind of put on little shows for them. Oh God, that's too <laughs> like, much. Like I even showed them my, uh, my stand up in a, in a meeting. Wow. Oh yes. Yeah. Where, yes, yes, yes. You know, and I think cause like, um, I mean, spoiler alert, my stand up's mostly about, uh, dating and online dating. So it's pretty funny. So I thought you're just gonna be like, spoiler alert, my stand up is good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it might be. I don't know. I'm too close to it. But yeah. Um, yeah. So whenever I go to work, everyone's just so excited and they know I'm going to have stories. 
Oh, I love Especially that. Especially like, That's cool. you know, what happened in our improv practice where it's like out of context, it makes no sense, but people like to hear about it. Yeah, I mean... The, the mine is more like, hey, what did he do last night? Uh, I I I fixed my car. Like I'll I'll come up with any bullshit excuse yeah. just to not talk about it. So I think too the because the reason I got into improv was that bad breakup, and people sort of knew about it a little bit. And the fact that during my healing process, I was very vocal about most things, and so it was like, oh, I'm going to do improv, and then the immediate reaction was like, that's amazing, but I could never do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, if I can do it, yeah, you can do it too. I always get that I could never do that. It's so it, weird to I me. I find that's. I mean, maybe that's true. No, I don't yeah, know. I don't. I think anyone could do improv. I think I so too. Still stick by. I think there's people that are naturally a bit like instantly a bit better at it. Yeah. But I think anyone can get there mm-hmm. for sure. Or at least to go and try it out. Because yeah. like an intro class, it's just getting out of your head and you're essentially playing. Like as an adult, where do you play? You get to do recess as uh, like yuppie. Yeah. That is what improv <laughs> is to me is that I like I'm in this job nine to five. I have to be pretty serious all the time. And then I just get to go and have recess. Yeah. And it's the best. I also feel like I pull a lot of characters from work. Yeah. Yeah, or try stuff out. Or, I mean, even in improv, you say yes and to a lot of things. And since saying that a lot in the last three years, I feel like my career has somewhat changed in a way where Mm. you're just accepting and listening harder than you would have before and being receptive. My favorite improv thing about like listening and that made me think about it because you're talking about a bad breakup. Yeah. Is like the thing about listening is, I forget who said this. Oh, is it? uh, But somebody was saying, you should be listening to your scene partners like somebody is breaking up with you. And when you're going through a breakup and somebody's talking to you, you're listening to every little word and you're just like, I cannot believe you would say that. And yeah. you like put it in your memory bank and you're ready to bring it back. Yeah. Like it's I'm referencing improv and that in a presentation I'm giving for work this week. Wow. Because it's about like talking to your members or something. And I'm like, you can't talk to someone. And just think about, okay, well, I'm going to say this next. And like, that made me think of, you have to just listen like you're all in. And that's the best example I have. It's a good example. And then I'm going to be like, everyone, please listen to Scene Partners (laughs) (laughs) on uh, any podcast app. And you get a lot more when you say yes and, you know, in a business sense even too. So, and people want to actually listen to you. That's true. Okay. But speaking of, I don't know, whatever. Speaking of improv. Let's do a scene. Do you want to do a scene with us? Yeah, of course. Um, did you bring a premise for us? I did. Okay. I'm so nervous doing improv <laughs> with a new person. Maybe oh, yeah. it's like I don't even know you. Um, so my building that I live in uh, for the last month or so had only one working elevator. Mm. And How many floors is the building? I think <laughs> 10. Mm. Yeah, 10. And there's probably maybe eight apartments each level. Okay. And 80. Yeah, eight times 10, carry the one. (laughs) Quick math. And so there's two working elevators, one that was really slow. And then the other one was just a mysterious elevator that would sometimes work and sometimes wouldn't. And so that one stopped working. And I'd find myself because like, yeah, I like talking with people and I work in uh, like my everyday work life. I I work with a lot of people and I, I talk with a lot of people, but when I come home, I want that 20 minutes of just quiet time. And so I found myself while I was driving home in construction in Ottawa and kind of getting frustrated and then getting to my apartment building. And then there just being that one working elevator and maybe like four or five people still waiting mm. for it. 
uh, I'd find myself sort of getting frustrated because I don't necessarily want to ride an elevator with that many people <laughs> yeah. to the point of like I would sort of peek in to see how many people were there if I'd had a really long day or just like pretend to get my mail for a while. <laughs> so I guess my Better. premise is like riding an elevator um, when you really don't want to with other people. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Let's do it. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, uh, uh, excuse me, could you, uh, excuse me, could you please hit uh, six, please? Oh, I, th I think there's a, there's a young lady outside that's actually trying to, trying to get in. Oh, oh, hold the door, hold the door uh, for her. Oh my God, just hold the door for her. Excuse oh. me, ma'am, um, do you need the elevator? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That. Okay. Okay. Great. Make okay. some room. Make some room. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Please make some room. Oh, sorry. My laptop hit you. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. okay. Oh, it's totally fine. Don't. Don't even worry about it. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going to push everybody's buttons. Could people just push their own floor? I don't know. What I'm floor sorry. You live I said six. I said six. Could you please hit six for me? No. Okay. Harold. Harold. Okay. I'm we sorry. go through this every day. I'm just gonna. Can I just lean over? I'm on a. The oh no, floor. Harold can hit it for no, you. Harold, no, no, Harold reach, 10. Reach around Harold me. 10. I shouldn't do this every oh. day. You guys know what floor you're on. I don't. She's new to the building, obviously. I saw her okay, move great. in the other 10. day. Great. Oh. I'm so sorry. Uh, the elevator is very, very slow. So we actually have a bit of time. So you just, you're new to the building? Yeah, I moved in uh, three weeks ago. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I'm Stacy. Hi. I'm uh, Susan. Oh, it's so nice to meet you, Susan. Again, only floor two, so we've got a bit of time. Oh, great. I'm actually so glad I caught you because I make the welcome baskets oh, for oh. every new uh, new resident in the building. Oh, me? Okay, great, amazing. It's just it's become a very political act recently, so I just need a, a few questions if you don't mind me asking. Oh, okay. Um, uh, oh. Harold, was it? Could you just like let the door close, though? No, you know? no, we got it. It stops oh, it, it, there the same yeah. amount on every floor. Uh, okay, great. I don't want to explain this to you every day. Please don't make. I me don't do mind this. explaining okay. to you. It's uh, sixty seconds on floors two, seven, and nine. Every other floor is a minute and a half, oh, give wow. or take. And that other elevator, does it? Function again, it does. It gets you to where you need to go. It's just a process. It's a journey. Okay. You Have you heard that Miley Cyrus song that's getting popular again, "The Climb"? Oh yeah. This is the elevator. Oh okay, great. So um, you had some questions for me. Oh right, right, okay, right. Great. Sorry, Harold. You don't want to hear the questions, Harold. Sorry. She's new to the building. Don't scare her off. He's so kind, deep, deep, deep down. I miss you. It's not the appropriate time. Okay. Sorry. Do you do you guys? I could I could just get off this you know oh, this no, floor no, no. fourth floor maybe. Fourth and floors, Do you no. need some time? No, you, there's a raccoon on the fourth floor. You don't want to get uh, off. Oh, it rented a room when rent control <laughs> was a thing. It was a it was a different time. Oh, great, great, great. Okay. Harold and I do have a history. If that's what you're wondering, if that if his comment didn't make that clear. Well. You know, I kind of thought maybe you guys needed some time, but no, no, no. Okay. We're we're working through it. Um, do you? No, there's nothing I, there's nothing I have to say to you. As soon as you showed me your political stripes, I decided you know this probably isn't for me. <laughs> so the the welcome wagon questions. Well, now I just don't see like I'm in a place to really engage with a new resident of the building. I don't think you're going to get my positivity oh. that I'm known for. Cut to the next day. Oh, I'd rather not uh, ride the elevator with you guys actually today. If, if... Oh, Harold, you're already in the elevator. You yeah, already got into the elevator. I I Do like not it... scare the new resident. She's guys, not again, guys. I just, I just, I just need to get to work. Can um, I just? Can we just? Can we just hit ground? It was Susan, right? It Susan? was. It oh, was Susan. Susan. Can I just ride this by myself? 
Harold, no. I'd like to go it's down by myself. It's a very busy time of day. Okay. You I know just, it takes longer going down. I and need, this poor girl probably needs to get to work. I do. I'm... I really need to like, you You're know, probably like uh, a, how are the stairs? Can I, sh- I can just get off and take the stairs. The stairs have been stairs. locked for so. Have you seen that show? Uh, the big, the big, uh, the big bang. The theory? big, the big bang theory. Yeah. Where, with the elevator being yeah, broken. Yeah, we've all seen it. Yeah. The, uh, the, our building is opposite. The elevator works relatively okay. Oh. The stairs have been broken for years upon years. I'm sure the last episode of our lives, I imagine we're all on a TV show together. We'll see what happened to the stairs long, long ago. Oh, great. Um, so I, nine more floors then. Yes. But this gives me a chance. I'm in a much more positive mood because Harold and I haven't discussed a relationship past today that Perfect. I could ask you some political questions about the wealth. You didn't basket. answer the door when I came last night. Because it wasn't appropriate, Harold. I'll just. I knocked on the door. I, just, I took just, the stairs. Okay. And you know, the barricades you got to go through to get up the stairs. But I, I don't. Where were you? Harold, I've moved on. Okay. It's time for you to move on. You okay. didn't like my political stripes, and I didn't like your spots. Political spots? No, your liver spots. They made me uncomfortable. It really showed that you're much older than me, and this was an inappropriate I'm just gonna. I'm just going to I'm just going to get off no. on the eighth floor. All I need, oh, this is great. You know, do you, I, I just feel you great. Are, I just, are I'm, you allergic I'm, to okay, peanuts? Peanuts! I think that was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. <laughs> 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 uh that's the that's the end melissa oh, wow. how, did, how did it go good good fun. thanks for joining us thanks for having me Will you thanks come for back? coming yeah today's episode was recorded in ottawa ontario at pop-up podcasting featuring christina muehlberger and ryan mulligan recorded by jp davidson and featuring music by nicolay hadless mr gavin and fox beat music all available on soundcloud thanks for listening